1: For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL
0: Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host Richard Garraway. Sitting to my right is NFL superstar punter Chris Bryan. How are you, mate?
1: G'day, Richie. Good to be with you and um, just me and you tonight, mate.
0: Just made a new little empty studio. James is out on assignment this week, so I'm sure he'll come back with some uh, amazing news or insight next week. But uh, he's not in the studio today, but we'll make up for that today. We're going to have a chat with Nathan Chapman of Pro Kick Australia. Uh, he has three of the three finalists for the Ray Guy Award, which is the best punter in college football. All of them went through the Pro Kick Australia program, so that's exciting news for him. So we'll be having him on a little later in the show. We will get into the newsroom and recap all the latest action from last week's NFL. We'll probably ignore Thursday night um, because it seems like it was such a long time ago now, those Thanksgiving games, and James isn't here, so we don't have to talk about the Cowboys, (laughs) thankfully, so we'll ignore that game. Um, But we'll get on to the newsroom, pretty much starting with the Titans and the Bears. (laughs)
1: It's time to go into the newsroom on the Sen NFL podcast.
0: So, Chris, one of the worst games and ones that mattered the least is the one we'll take off the top. The Titans twenty-seven defeated the Bears twenty-one. That hot seat under uh, under old Foxy there—that's that's that's getting hotter and hotter.
1: It is. It is. Um, Look, I I don't think their expectations going into the year would have been that high. they wouldn't have thought that the Lions would be uh, a game clear in their division. So they, um, I don't think they're, like I said, their expectations. So I think he'll be okay. Um, I think they'll be looking now for a new quarterback. Obviously, Jake Cutler's injured. I don't think he'll come back. Having said that, though, um, Barkley, I thought he looked okay. You know, he threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. So, well, um,
0: his teammates dropped
1: the game winner twice. Yeah,
0: twice in the end zone. at yep. the end, there I'm like, yeah, you know, help help a guy out.
1: <laughs> so yeah, look, he come in there and got his opportunity, and you know took the most of it. So um, yeah, again, look, there's not much happening in this thing. I think the Titans, um, it's well, one they had to win. You know, they obviously didn't blow them out of the water, but they had to win it to to hold on.
0: Well, that keeps them six and six. They're only um, half a game behind the Houston Texans, who are six and five. So. Um, yeah, this this division is wide open the yep. south there, there's a bunch of okay and poor old James's Jags um, <laughs> who he still says is the, the the worst most talented team in the league um,
1: I can almost still hear him saying complaining that. about oh. it
0: he'd be jumping down my throat now if yeah, he was actually he here but the Texans around in front in that division they've been far from convincing Richie's um, still in
1: holiday mode he has I, I have his I've, I've left on.
0: my phone on sorry to all those who heard that um <laughs> Hughes Texans are out in front, um, and they got knocked off by the Chargers, and we'll come to that. Osweiler is not looking like the $70 million man he is right now. The Tennessee Titans are right there, and the Colts, they're only one game behind.
1: Yeah, I think the the Colts and the Titans, I think they'll battle out for this division. I don't know what their schedule's like later in the season, whether they play each other. Hopefully they play off in the last game of the year um, for that division. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, look, has had his chances, hasn't he? But I don't think I can't see them getting it. So, like I said, the Titans had to win this one, and they did. Um, and yeah, Mariota again is he's playing okay. He's either really good or good. Like I think he's he's definitely one for the he, future. He, I
0: think he's got a bright future. I think yeah. he's going to be really good. I was I wasn't sure of him coming out of college. You know, you just you just don't know um, coming out of that. Big open system up up there in Oregon. Um, speaking of which, just really quickly, Mark Helfrich just got the got the ass. Oh. He's been fired. Oh, that first call would have been a Chip Kelly, and because they're, they're on a they're on
1: a Chip would have looked at his t- schedule, losing. <laughs> he would have looked at the <laughs> results. We get out of here. We've well, lost <laughs> ten in a row. Um, yeah, sure, I'll take your call. <laughs> um,
0: just quickly going back to Mariota. Um, I think they've got their quarterback. Yep. I think they'll be okay. They just need an O-line. They've got a couple of good running backs. Rebuild that O-line. Fix fix the defense, too. They give up too many points. But, you know, Titans fans, I think you got something there. Yep, agreed. Bills, 28, defeated the Jags, 21. We had just mentioned the Jags in their division. Um, the Bills needed this to stay in touch with a red-hot Dolphins team who, who've now won six in a row. Um, Bills have rattled off two in a row now. Um, but it's still an uphill battle for them to try and get a wild card in the AFC.
1: It is. There's um, the AFC is hot, really. Well, you need know, to look right across all the AFC divisions. So, um, ten, eleven wins is gonna. You're gonna have to get that at least. So, um, well, I think the Bills they're they're going okay. They, you know, they're, they again they had to win this. Jacksonville are obviously not as much chop as what James thought earlier in the year. But um,
0: look, they started this okay. I mean, the Bills were trailing. Um, 7-zip before halftime. Rex Ryan went for a 4th and 1 on the Jacksonville 13-yard line. It paid off for him. Um, You know, they ended up prevailing there. So there's some gutsy calls. Um, I think McCoy's playing well for them. Um,
1: Oh, he had a big run, didn't he?
0: But, yeah, I I don't know if I I believe in the total bills package to to get it done and, and snag a wild card. Because yeah. they're not going to catch the Patriots. No,
1: they're not. They're not going to win that division. Um, but, yeah, Lashawn McCoy, I think he's running really well. He had over 100 yards, that 75-yard touchdown. Um, he's looking powerful. So, yeah, look, I think there's enough there for him to be reasonably satisfied, I guess, and um, keep working on.
0: Keep the season alive. The Ravens, 19, defeated the Bengals, a 14 Um the Ravens weren't particularly impressive, but I'll tell you who was, and that's Justin Tucker, nailing three field goals from beyond 50 yards in that first half to keep a minute um, and eventually going on to get the win. I- I've seen, I saw an article during the week that said the Ravens' best player is their kicker. Um, he had a 52 yarder, a 57 yarder, and a 54, yard, 54 yarder people don't get it that's really hard like that is tough
1: yeah and they would have been hostile invite were, were they at home were they uh, i'd have to look it up uh, um but anyway like still that's a long kick um so, did you see that special teams play to end the game
0: i did so now...
1: sam C- cook what i think however you pronounce his surname snapped the ball back to him and he was just running around to try and you know Run the clock out And then was going to Step out for a safety And then the Everybody just Held yep. Everybody
0: It's an interesting thing An offensive A game can't end On a defensive penalty But it can end On an offensive penalty They had the ball It was fourth down Uh they had to kick it, or there would have been a delay a game. Yep. Or oh, I think they might have even taken the delay already. So the clock had stopped. They were going to have to give it back with about six seconds yep. to go. So rather than doing that, Harbour, who is one of the smartest coaches, I think he's a bit of a whinger like his brother, but he, <laughs> yeah. he knows he knows the
1: rules. Well, they knew the rule, yeah. Every
0: single player <laughs> just held their opposition. Literally, there were tackles. The flags came flying in yeah, from everywhere. everywhere. As long as it was raining yellow. The punter just steps out the back of the end zone. He avoided getting hit, everything. It was a safety, but the penalty, 10-second runoff,
1: game over. Game's over. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it's kudos. smart.
1: It's smart because yeah, like you said, the punt was coming from the goal line, so they would have had midfield, so they would have had a shot. Now, no AJ Green probably would have helped if they had that shot. But um, See,
0: Andy Dalton looks bad without him.
1: He does, doesn't he? he so, does. um, but
0: it, keep, it keeps the Ravens in first place. Um t- tied with the Steelers. They're their both both six is and five. Good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's good without being great. Um, well, I th- well, we said early in the year that we had questions because they're so old and stuff, but, I mean, they're just experienced. They just get the job done. And, um, yeah, I think well, I, Steelers better get out of their funk, otherwise they're going to, um, you know. The well, they Bravens- look pretty
0: good on Thursday night, but that's a pretty ordinary Colts team that's they right. lit up. With that's- no with no luck, um, you yeah. know.
1: No luck as there in, was no luck or no lit, Andrew Luck. Yeah, both. Un- <laughs> I don't think they had much of either. Unlucky. <laughs> I
0: think Brown absolutely lit them up, <laughs> which made life rough for him. Um, the next game, the Falcons 38 defeated the Cardinals 19. That Falcons offense just continues to pile up 30-plus um, points. And the Cardinals, they've got to be in the running for most disappointing team this year.
1: No wonder Bruce Arians is having... Chest palpitations and and then in an hospital. On. Gosh, yeah. Look, the Falcons are just hot, aren't they? You know, Matt Ryan thrown for another couple of touchdowns. Uh, he's on track for his career year, isn't he? Really. So um, they just just keep putting up big numbers, big scores. Um,
0: I got uh, just personally, I got some concerns around their defense. I think they lost one of the cornerbacks for the season. Um, I'm sure I saw that somewhere. If we could look it up really quickly, um, but that offense—if you get a fast track game, yeah, good luck keeping up with them. Yeah, the way they're Absolutely. heading, they, they, they'll probably get a playoff game at home. Yep. Yeah, they're, well, they're going to win. They're going to win the South, so they'll get a game at home. Yep. Um, that's a fast track in in, in, in the domed, dome there. Yep. Hopefully, before they blow it up, some of the worst stadiums <laughs> in the league, <laughs> um, as they build a new one across the car park, I think. But yeah, you know, they. Matt Ryan and that offense, and they're using the backs really well, Coleman and Freeman. Um, obviously, Julio Jones, one of the best receivers in the league, but they're just getting it done. I mean, bringing in, I think it was Sanu from, from Cincinnati yep. last year. They're just looking so sharp. And, and Matt Ryan, who's always a bit, you know, when people talk about elites, he's always kind of left off that.
1: Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah.
0: And you like to see it for a couple of years, but geez, he's looking sharp this year.
1: He, Yeah, uh, he's... Just his accuracy and the power in his arm, which I never thought he had the most powerful arm, but he steps in there and he th- he lets it rip and it's going. So uh, I think we've spoke about it a lot, but their time of possession, they had a lot more of the ball. They just held on to it um, and get, got the job done there, seven and four for the Falcons.
0: Next one, the Giants twenty-seven defeated the poor old Brownies thirteen, who are now on a twelve-game losing streak, almost as many points as they scored. <laughs> the only bright light for the poor old Browns uh, is Terrell Pryor had another hundred-yard game receiving. Um, yeah, besides that, I don't, I don't know what else to say about them. Before we move over to the Giants,
1: the only thing on the Browns, I was gonna, they, I seen, um, just said they they have to decide whether to. Get RG three off IR. Um, it's so he's strength. eligible
0: for their boomerang. So he can IR. come. He
1: can come back on okay. to the active roster. So I think that's their big decision: what they're going to do there, whether they're staying with Josh McCown or they're going to bring RG three back for his fourth, fifth, sixth back comeback. I don't they, know. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: been a few. They signed him to a two or three year deal. So. You've got him under contract. You kind of know what McCown is. Yep. Do you bring him in and play him? I mean, if he gets broken straight away, you can just about say, okay, well, we tried this, it didn't work, and you you could cut him. But if he comes back and plays all
1: right... I think you have to. I think they have to bring him in. There's four games left for him. Um, Bring him in and see if he can actually just show something that they can build on for next year. It might only be one or two or three plays or a series here or there, that they'll go. Oh, yeah, that's what he can do. That's the way we. That's the direction we're going to take for next year. This is what we're going to put in place in the off season. So, look, I'd bring you'd bring him back on. You'd give him. He probably won't play straight away, so he might get the last two games, um, and and see what they can do. So, um, and there, yeah, that's it from them.
0: Turning to the Giants, I don't know what to think of this team. I never want to hitch my wagon into Eli Manning, but when they won those two Super Bowls, they weren't the best team in the league coming in. They got hot, made a run into the playoffs. Now, as James always points out, they had an outstanding defensive line for those Super Bowls, and they did. But you look at them now, as I said, I struggle to trust them. But <laughs> but right now, they're in the box seat for, um, for the wild card. They've won six in a row. The ten and three, they've got some tough games to come. They're, eight and they're sorry, eight and three. Their schedule is tough. I think they got the Steelers next week. Um, they got games with the Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins. Yeah,
1: divisions, yeah,
0: yeah. We're gonna find out what they're made of. But you know, if someone was telling me they're paying thirty bucks for the Super Bowl right now, would you just have a look
1: at it? <laughs> nah, I wouldn't. I <laughs> look. It, maybe you'd have a look. Actually, you maybe you have a look because. Defense wins championships, and I think their defense is just starting to hum along uh, nicely. So, But you look at some of their numbers, their third down efficiency, is four from 13, 30%. Like, it's nearly as bad as the Browns. And then time of possession, the Browns had the ball for nearly eight more minutes than them. So if you're playing against a good side and you're letting the opposition have the ball eight more minutes, they're going to put up more points than what the Browns did. So... You know, hopefully Ben McAdoo, their coach, gives them a little rocket, and um, they come out firing. But they're just okay. So they're winning. They're at one eight games for the year. But are they a contender?
0: Yeah, and the crazy thing well, they got five more to go. No, four,
1: four games left. Yep.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, two of them. You're in the playoffs, and and I don't, it, I don't know if I'd want to face the Giants team in the playoffs. They're just
1: no, yeah. That's... When
0: they tend to make it, they tend tend to make a run. They
1: do. They do.
0: Moving on, the Saints, a 49, destroyed the Rams, 21. Now, a lot of people, if you just had a bit of a look at this game and didn't know the backstory, poor old um, Peyton, the coach of the Uh, the Saints, got rubbed out for Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate,
1: it was. Now,
0: Greg Williams was a defeat. The defensive coordinator back then, and he ran a bounty system. Knock a guy out, you know, you get the pot. Do you know X amount of sacks, what have you? Either way, found them both suspended for for a while. Now the Saints have not been good since. You know, Sean Payton being rubbed out for that year. The Saints have not been the same from before that. Now Greg Williams is now the defensive coordinator for the Rams, and Payton was going to run it up on him. They ran a double pass reverse <laughs> back to a to a wide open. Um, I think it was Tim Hightower out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. It was um
1: it was crazy play, it was a, wasn't it? Was it was
0: a cool play. But they put up forty nine points on the Rams and I reckon if Peyton could have, he would have kept on scoring. <laughs> it was
1: it was good to watch, wasn't it? Because you I think the cameras knew it as well and they kept going to Sean Payton. And then going over to uh, the Rams' sideline to see uh, Williams, is, there, is yeah, it? Yeah, Greg Williams. With two Gs. Um, like, it was it was actually a good story. You know, and, you know, again, the the Saints are just putting up points and Breeze is over 300 yards. Um, just for a change? Just for something different. Like, what was their total offense? 500? 500, 555. 55 like it's just incredible. <laughs> so, maybe, look, they fix up their... Their defense, and they they come out and be better next year. But um, yeah, they just put up big numbers. Well, here's the thing.
0: They? Here's the thing for the Saints. If you want to put much stock in them, they got two games left against Tampa, and they finish with Atlanta. So they got three division games. Mm. Take those, and yeah, they could potentially win that division. I'm, I don't think they will. I don't think they're good enough. But yeah, Drew Breeds again. This is what James always tells me he's going to go off a cliff. He throws for three hundred every week. That's just that offense. That's what they do.
1: Until he does get close to the edge, like he's only close to the edge because of his age. I, you know, he's still laying it out there. So um, I think they're they're going okay. The um, Rams. What do you think of um, Jared Goff? They've put him in their second game. He's thrown for three touchdowns.
0: Here is the thing. I, I think he's shown some flashes. Yeah, uh, he was. Um, yeah, he's he's looked. He's looked okay. I think he had, what, three touchdowns on the weekend? Yep. Um, he's got really good arm power. Like, when he yeah. lets it fly, yeah. it, it really flies. Um, and, and I was I was quite impressed by that. But he's a rookie who hasn't played much, and you can see it. You yeah, know, there's things he's doing that that if Wentz or um, Dak or any of those guys, you'd just be just thinking, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. But he's in his second game. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm going to give him more. Yeah, I agree. Um, more car- and when... You're back on the field every two minutes because your defense gave up another touchdown. <laughs> I mean, what's he meant to do? Yeah.
1: No, I agree. I Look, I think there's enough there. I think there's more positives coming out of him playing than, than negatives. Yeah, he might get that one bad throw or miss a read or something, but I think the positives for the future um, are going to be wo- uh, good. And if you got got um, Johnny Hecker as your punter, who had a, a long of 68 just, just because he so 68 68 yards he had a 47.7 average on six punts so Bloody hell, i'm
0: gonna have to go find that 68 yards. it's hard to kick a punt 68 yards like that's, that's, that's a, difficult
1: that's a big kick because um yeah so look you know they're, they're sort of okay to have that behind you if he does stuff up that you know they got a good punter to get him out of a bit of trouble but um they still put up 49 points, the Saints. She's one point short of a
0: 50-burger. Raise the bat. The Dolphins 31 defeated arguably the worst team in the league. The 49 is 24. I mentioned a little earlier, it's, it's not the key part of this game. It's probably got nothing to do with it. But Chip Kelly, his old job is just sitting there, and he was really good at his old job.
1: Would... Yeah, you... Uh... What do you do? Like, I don't know. What sort of... This
0: reeks of Nick Saban to me. Okay. Nick Saban came into the pros. It just didn't really work for him. Spent a couple of years there. And then a really good job opened up in college. And he's like, you know what? I'm going back. Because that's what I was really good at. There's a chance Chip Kelly will do that.
1: Well, there's a chance. Uh, he will even get paid well when he goes back there. But they were a yard and a half off winning this game, the 49ers. Colin Kaepernick got smoked on the last play of the game. On what the... was he trying to do? Because he kind of propped
0: and then just got driven. Like, well, he had no forward drive. He was, what, three yards short? Not like, even. I put didn't... a move on. Well, spin was... him or something. <laughs> try something.
1: Yeah, look, he obviously is taking a knee before the game and wanted to uh, take a knee at the end of the game. So, that... <laughs> But he had a big hit. That was a big hit. So... Yeah, you know, no. he actually could Cap oh, this is gonna sound ridiculous. Could Kaepernick be back?
0: I mean, he threw for close to three hundred yards, he rushed for another hundred. Yeah he didn't he didn't look
1: terrible. Yeah, look, I think he if if he performs like this and keeps getting a bit better and Chip Kelly sees that in him, then maybe Chip says, Okay, I'll bring my I'll do that with him and stay at this level, not Concede and after the 10 game losing streak that they're on, but um, yeah, look, the 49ers are, are, are not a good side, and uh, the Dolphins are actually, like we were saying earlier out in the before the show, they're surprising us and won six in a row now. and um, I we, don't know what to do with them
0: because <laughs> remember, at the start of the year, we all talked they were last in this division, we all had them last. Yep. And we did. Yeah, we pretty much thought they were going to stink. I still can't get, I'll never get behind Tanner. He's like my Alex Smith. I just, I just can't buy into him. Sorry, Dolphin fans. I, I, I'll never do
1: it. But, but he's thrown 20, 20 for, from 30 attempts. So he's not missing many. Nearly 300 yards, three touchdowns. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I. They're winning. They're just finding a way to win. And it's a winning game. It's a winning sport. So good on them. I know a couple of my mates are pretty happy that they are winning. I get a message from them every Monday and say, hey, "How about those Dolphins?
0: Yeah, how about them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get around them. Look, they're at Baltimore next week. Um, we know that Baltimore defense is good. They host Arizona, who are obviously just falling apart. Who knows what'll happen there? Then they go up to the New York Jets. So yeah, they've got a got a couple of tough road trips there, and, and if Arizona kind of turn up, that should be a game. We'll know what they're made of in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll be,
1: because the Jets game will be up, it'll be middle to late December, so that's going to be cold up there. So coming out from South Florida up to the snow potentially. It's... Well, it,
0: it is the turning point of the NFL. It's December. Yep. You know, it, it. for anyone who hasn't been in the US in winter, in the north, it's a different kind of cold. I, I can't explain. It's nothing like... Like if you if you live north of Melbourne, you have no idea how cold that it's, can get. And even Melburnians, it gets really cold.
1: Well, I was I remember being in Green Bay and it was November, and this was like the third of November. I went to the gym, come out of the gym, the car was under six inches of snow. You can't breathe; it burns your nostrils. It's that cold, and that's November. That's not even in the mid, like anywhere near the heart of winter. So. But look, on that the Dolphins have a good run game, so maybe that will help them in that weather up there against the Jets. Um, but again, the Jets have a good run D. So yeah, look, the Dolphins are they're poised for a, you know, it's good to, for them to be a poised for a shot at the playoffs. So good on them.
0: Yeah, yeah it'll be. So I think I think the Patriots have have got it. Yeah, they'll they'll win the division. They're they're gone. But you know it. it, it it's going to be really interesting to see if, if they can hang on to one of those AFC wildcards. Yep. See what they can do. Yeah, I mean, they, they might
1: go on the road and play Houston.
0: Yeah. It's a matchup. Well, geez, I'll take that matchup. Absolutely. You know? Yep, for <laughs> or, sure. Or somebody like or that. A,
1: any of those um, sides in that. Out division, the South, out yeah. the South, yeah, for sure.
0: Chargers 21 defeated the Texans 13. As we talk about the AFC South, the Texans are going nowhere fast. The Chargers. Uh, probably sneaky,
1: the best worst team in the league. Well, are they last in their division?
0: Yeah, the toughest division in the league, and
1: they are like they're going well. Wow, like Philip Rivers is just incredible. I don't. He mustn't have had a kid in the last twelve eighteen months because he's playing so well. But um, yeah, the Texans are. I think they're a worry, aren't they? They're just Osweiler. He's... What do you do with him?
0: That, that, that's
1: no TDs, three interceptions.
0: Oh. Oh. Well, I guess you've really only got well you got two choices. You keep rolling with it and see how many more interceptions you can throw or is it time for Bill O'Brien to make the move? The backup's Tom Savage. Yeah, can't be worse than three touchdowns, can you? Oh, sorry, three, three interceptions. interceptions.
1: Well, you could be four interceptions, I guess, but I'd look Bill O'Brien's It's his job's on the line now.
0: To me, Osweiler looks uncomfortable last weekend as he did week one in Bill O'Brien's offense, which is similar to the Patriots and a couple of others' run. He looks just so out of sorts. It's like he doesn't know the playbook and he's waiting for it to happen before he throws it. I I can't put it together. I mean, it's kind of the Texans' own fault I mean they paid him this much money. They didn't even bring him in for a workout. They signed him on the first day of free agency.
1: Yeah. So look, it's obviously it's the organization have decided that it's him. So Bill O'Brien, his seat's gonna be getting hot and he's gonna be he's gonna have to do something to save his job because if they don't win this division and they've got Osweiler and all this money, the organization they're not going to be happy with that, and they'll make a move.
0: Savage has been there for three years with okay. Bill O'Brien. For, I'm pretty sure Bill O'Brien's been there for three years yeah, too. So. so he should know the system. I'm sure he played a bit last year. They went through so many quarterbacks they last did, year. Um, so I'm sure he's probably played a bit. I think now's the time to make the move. The Titans have <laughs> caught, caught you and wins. You've both got six.
1: I think Osweiler might have an injury. Uh, a sneaky sneaky hamstring or something maybe one more game and if he throws three more picks and no tds next week you watch watch out for ir he might have some problem
0: yeah i don't know if he'll make it to that now the next game i really want to talk about the tampa bay buccaneers 14 defeat the seahawks five yes you've heard that correct five it's a weird score but it is five um my bucks are right amongst it. We, we beat KC last week. Who are on a tear? Their only bad loss was to us. Yep. Knock off what a lot of people were saying was the best team in the AFC in the NFC in the Seahawks this week. Yep. Like we're giving ourselves a chance. And Mike Evans quietly, he's making a run for elite status. He's had a hundred yards again. I think he's now up to his tenth touchdown for the year. He's playing and He got. A lot of those yards on Sherman. He gave Sherman a bar.
1: He did, yeah. Sherman was—he uh, kept looking around. He was complaining. He was a lot. complaining <laughs> a lot, you know. And it's going to come back to get you, you know. One time, it's going to come back and get you, Richie Sherman. So, look, the Bucks—they're six and five. So that you know, they—they're they're looking for that wild card. You had them locked in for your wild card, I think. Um, I
0: did, and and the run home is. Um, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints twice. Yep. So it's all division. It's all in their hands. If, if they want to make the playoffs, it's sitting there for them. Yep,
1: you know, you're right. And the their D against the Saints offense, that's going to be a good matchup. So um, if they get two of those and the two against the Saints, so look, maybe they could sneak in with 10 wins. Um, but the Seahawks, I think that was really disappointing on their behalf, wasn't it? That's something that they would have thought they'd won, but going...
0: Quietly, their D played well. I mean, Tampa left three points on the field because Aguayo missed again. What? Um Yeah, where
1: again. Did, where did they draft him, Rich? Second. Just, just roughly... Second round. Second round. Second? Second. Day two of the draft. Yeah, second. It's a three-day thing, the draft, isn't it? Yes. Kickers usually happen, like, late on the third day or punters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they should be taken with the punters at the end. But he missed again. Um, Look, the Seahawks' D played well. I mean, they kept us to 14 points. So, you know, uh, give them their dues. But um, a Tampa's D shut down that Seahawks' offense. I mean, they only had um, 245 total yards. 1 of 11 on third downs. Like, McCoy was playing great. Even... um, Rookie Noah Spence played well. Um, he I has think six sacks.
1: Yeah. So they got after him and for Russell Wilson to get sacked six times with his mobility, that's yeah, that's oh, I like that. You that's should be good
0: good rush discipline.
1: Good rush that you're a coach, aren't yeah, you? Like you are
0: absolute a
1: coach. Coach Richard right
0: there. <laughs> Thanks, mate. One
1: um, discipline.
0: The next game to look at the Raiders. Oh, and I've gone off the screen of their score, but they defeated the Panthers thirty-five
1: to 32. 35,
0: thirty-two. This game was one of the games of the week. Yeah. If if it wasn't for the the Chiefs Broncos game, which we'll come to, this Raiders Panthers game was absolutely outstanding. And this is not the Raiders of old. Yeah. They got out to a twenty-four to seven lead. Yep. Then they found themselves trailing 32-24, and I thought, ah. They've dropped their bundle. Um, car broke his finger. Oh, did Th- you see that? looked see ugly. That? Um, so the whole thing did not look good. But then they came through to prevail 35-32 um, against the Panthers, who obviously they were last year's NFC champs, and they're not playing anywhere near that. But they're not hopeless by any stretch of the imagination.
1: No, and they weren't.
0: Those Raiders got up.
1: That's a gutsy, gutsy win. Uh, they uh, They're good. They are good. I actually really like the Raiders. They just, uh, they're just humming. Derek Carr's just playing lights out. That's the kind
0: of thing that you've played elite sport. I haven't, and I even know from a local run around the park with your mates level. When you get a teammate who you all know is clearly injured, and they just suck it up and keep going. That. Puts a massive, does. a huge respect, Mark. Goes to him, and people want to play for that guy. It's the guy gets a little nicked up, and he's like, oh, "I'm a hamstring's a yeah. bit dicky," misses two games. Teammates hate that guy.
1: Yeah, if you if you get a teammate that taps out, they call it over there. If, you, if they tap out, then you can't look at them in the locker room because um, they're not going to be there for you at the heat of the battle. And this team, it comes from the top from that move that Jack Del Rio did. Game one, going for the two points for the win. This is what this team, I think, is building on. They they're all in it together. They're doing it for each other, um, and I, I really like them. I really like them. I think their defense, Khalil Max, is just
0: oh, how good was he on the weekend? He's coming. Like, he had a slow start to the year, he but did. he's coming home like a freight train.
1: They are they they're. Sneaky chance. I think they'll be them and the Patriots will be the AFC Championship game, and the AF. I think the AF the the Super Bowl winners come from the AFC this this year. Ooh, that's just a little four week out prediction.
0: Early, I like it.
1: Well, who are they going to beat? Like the Seahawks, they lo- they lost to the Bucks, which is good for the Bucks. But you know, who are the other NFC contenders that we're we're going for? The Giants. But you would think. These teams would get over the Giants. You so. have to
0: think it's the Cowboys and probably still the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, Well, Falcons are there putting up points, but Lucky James isn't here because he, he would have jumped over the desk and said, <laughs> "Of course, the Cowboys. What are you talking about?" But yeah, look, it's gonna it's it's heating up, and I think the Raiders are actually uh, they're
0: just they're fun to watch. They are, and, and the thing I love it because I watch Red Zone on Mondays because that's just how I like to consume mm-hmm. my football. Because they're all, almost always in the late game, and there's only four games going. You see a lot more of it. Yeah. They're just so much fun to watch. I just love the way they play. Um, yeah, Jack Rio has found a second life in his second chance as a head coach.
1: He's smiling all he, the time. He looks
0: like he's having a good time. I'd be having a good time too. I must yeah, admit, because they win a lot. But I, I think he's clearly put a good staff together. That front office, I got to give them all the credit in the Reggie world. Kenzie they've put it all. They've put it together. The, the, I mean. I was gonna, it's not a good thing that Al Davis has passed but the days of him walking into draft rooms with poor old Lane Kiffin sitting there as he picks yep. he just picks up the phone and makes the pick even though the entire staff is sitting there saying don't do that don't take that guy yep. um, yeah yeah. those days are long gone yep. that team that front office that scouting department they've done such a good job even like a signing like Crabtree it's just been brilliant getting a second life all you had to do is cross the bay and he's been awesome for them giving them a genuine yep, well, weapon opposite yards. cooper yeah
1: now yeah they uh they, reggie mckenzie is he that was a good move by them putting him as gm cuz he he knows his stuff so yeah i i like you said i really like the raiders they're uh they're on the way to something big i think Something big. Like I said, they just look like they're having fun. Jack Darrell and and Derek Carr, they're like pounding knuckles, uh, you know, in between a timeout and stuff. Like, they're just having a good time playing football, which is absolutely awesome.
0: Yeah, it's enjoyable to watch. The Patriots, 22, defeated the Jets, 17. Um, that was with a, a, a gronkless um, <laughs> Patriots. You know um, what I mean, baby? Yeah, that was really <laughs> funny. I kind of feel like the Patriots didn't want to go to this game. They didn't seem to be particularly interested.
1: Don't have to be. Still one, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the Jets, whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't know, but what do you say? They still win. I mean, what are they now? Ten, nine, and two.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, they were trailing seventeen, sixteen, in the fourth quarter. Um I think it was Malcolm Brown um, put pressure on Brian Fitzpatrick, forcing an intentional grounding. You know, before you know it, the the, the Patriots have got it turned around less than a minute to go. Um, and then I think it was Chris Long who stripped Fitzpatrick for the game winner. Oh, to, sorry, just to seal to seal the game. Uh, I just sometimes feel like the Patriots just they could have easily lost that game, and I would have thought pretty much exactly the same about them. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I probably right. would have gone, huh. Wonder what happened there, but yeah. I, I wouldn't think any less of, of the skill and the staff and that sort of thing. Yeah, it was just one of those ones that I just feel like the pages did not get up for it. Like they just weren't interested.
1: Sometimes that happens. Like you know, you play sport and sometimes you just roll in and you're just not quite feeling it for whatever reason or. There was a bad pillow in the bed the night before, or he, there was a good movie on that he stayed up late watching, or something just didn't quite right because it was a road trip, wasn't it? I think it was in at uh, yeah, it was in New York. So, but look, they what they had nearly again nearly four hundred yards of offense. So it's they won. They keep they're going to win their division. They'll get probably a first round bye, So. Yeah, the Patriots are okay. And there's question marks on the Jets, obviously, what they're going to do quarterback position going forward. Um, it's going to be interesting. So, Patriots, yeah, I, uh, I
0: they've got questions. I remember talking in the preseason about the Jets saying, you know, Fitzpatrick has to be Fitzpatrick again from last year, which he had never done before. And he hasn't been anywhere near it.
1: I think he did two games, didn't he? Like, it was around three and four or two and three or something where we go oh yeah he's out of his funk because he started off terrible and we're like well, you didn't can't have that four pick game that's somewhere. right what about what, week six you he, we said we he can't have that you know hold out and not do any of the OTAs and all that sort of stuff and then he come back and he looked okay we thought maybe he is back but yeah four picks one game and he'll what's he'll take his money this year and Maybe Tony Romo could be in New York. Oh, James? What, actually... James, what do you think of that, James? <laughs> oh, he's not here tonight. But Actually, you know what? I don't reckon they're going to trade Romo. I
0: think he's just going to keep him. Just keep him as a backup.
1: No. Nah, you You're under contract.
0: Yeah, just sit there. Well, what's the one thing that held him back the year before? Like a quarterback depth. This team
1: has been almost this good for Mark two Sanchez years. Sanchez on the sidelines as well. Oh, <laughs> God, Sanchez. Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. But, like... Will Tony want to just sit? He'll want to play, will he, or what?
0: Tough. You're on a contract. Bench is right there. Get comfy. I'll call you if I need you. If that gets hurt, I'll bring you in. Because mm. that, that, that's pretty much Sheesh. it.
1: You're nasty, Coach Richard, tonight. Got to be,
0: mate. <laughs> if you're not, you don't get paid. Game of the week. Sunday night again. It delivers again. The Sunday night game has been so good all year. The fact they flex that schedule makes it so good. Chiefs 30, defeated the Broncos 27 in overtime. Um, I actually want to start with the defenses. Von Miller and Justin Houston had three sacks each, ten tackles each. They were awesome.
1: It was incredible. I've, they were so good. I actually sat and watched the full, the first quarter. Sorry, I usually, I, you know, you watch the uh, condensed version and just get all the. But it was just, just defensive, just banging into him and just the pocket it was like it just shrunk that quick it was gone so defense wins championships and these two are both um championship caliber teams so um well, but the chiefs geez, they just keep, they just find a way to win don't they they just find a way i don't know how many last quarter comebacks they've had or whatever but they just well, I, like, I like them too
0: th- this game was so close to a tie like it, it was so close to a tie and the, the Broncos attempting a 60-something yard field goal you know, towards the end. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's you, an altitude. You're not going to so make...
1: That, but still.
0: But they said, I think it was a 64-yarder. And before the game, they said, yeah, he's good from 60. So, you ask him to kick it four yards longer. And now it's at nighttime. Mm. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be even yep. harder. It's colder. It was a really strange decision. I'm not... A tie doesn't help you either, but one, go for that fourth down. Put it in Simeon's hands and say, come on, mate, I need a first down Well, here.
1: it's a turnover either way, isn't it? So if they miss the field goal, they get the ball back there, I believe, don't yeah, they? Yeah, right, right, where you go so for So if it. you go for the fourth down. So, yeah, look, I, I didn't see the end of the game there, but, yeah, that's, you know, they're, they're the, the moves that you make, you know, you're, you're on the sideline, you're in the moment of the game. He might be regret making that decision, you know, Monday morning. But um, quick note on the uh, Sunday night music, Richie. Uh, we had a couple of messages throughout the week with yourself and James and Christos. Don't like the song anymore. Sunday night football. It's terrible. See, I don't. Know, my my kids love it. How old are your kids again? Seven and six. They probably maybe. like they probably like Dora the Explorer. I mm. know yours a boy, so they maybe probably don't. <laughs> maybe they get a little bit of encouragement from their dad about uh, Sunday Night Girl. But <laughs> who is it now? Is it, it's not the? It's the same girl, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It oh, used to be. It's um... Carrie Underwood? Is it? Yeah.
0: Hang on. Night like football girl.
1: It is. It's, I think it's Carrie Underwood. I think it's the same girl. They've just tweaked the song a little bit, but. Uh. Yeah, look, that Sunday night—it's just delivers. I just remember being in the states on a Sunday night. You'd sit down, you get your, you know, your dozen cans of Bud Lights, and you'd sit down with your corn chips and watch Sunday night football. And you know that's what it's about. Football—it's—it's it's, um, those games. That's what you want. Prime time.
0: You're right. It's Kerry Underwood. I should not have questioned you. But <laughs> oh, look,
1: my kids told me that. I, I didn't actually <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah, okay, I don't, don't know.
0: Okay. The quarterbacks, if you look at their lines here, they're not particularly impressive, but the pressure they were under all day, that was the, one of the hardest-hitting games. Um, I was so yes. impressed. It, it was great.
1: That's something I did actually remember. The hits, every hit, even a corner, hitting a receiver out of bounds, it was a hit. And I remember the commentators were saying they're going to be bruised and banged up tomorrow morning because it was just brutal. Some of the hits were just amazing. Um so for him to keep getting up from that, that was that was yeah, it was a good, really good game to watch. Emmanuel Sanders, 162 yards.
0: He needed a bit of a performance. He um, he, he's one of the guys who has to stand up for that team. And how unfair has been in that division this year? I mean, I I feel for the Chargers because they're not that bad Dude. as their record says. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that game they lost to the Dolphins though when um. Uh, four picks or five picks, whatever it was he threw. That, he Rivers, was bad that day, yeah. bad that day. But other than that, yeah, they looked all right. Last game of the round was your Packers, 27, defeating the Eagles, 13. I'm not going to declare the Pack a back just yet, but they were four-point underdogs going into that game. It was at Philly, primetime, um, went he really started well. He's sort of plateaued since about week four or mm. five, probably five or six. Um, but the Packers got a, a desperately needed win.
1: They desperately needed it. They? Well, they're five and six now. So there's still a couple of, I think, what are the Lions? Seven wins? They A couple of games behind the Lions?
0: Yeah, Lions seven, Seahawks six. They The
1: Vikings, you mean?
0: Oh, the Vikings, sorry, six. They really need to win that division because I don't think they got enough wins there for the wild card. No,
1: you wouldn't think so. They're going to have to. and But the way the lines are going, you can't see that happening. But, they look, they definitely come out and um, they played better. You know, Devonta Adams had over 100 yards, Jordy Nelson 90, Randall Cobb 40. So they're the sort of numbers that you want from your receivers when you've got Aaron Rodgers um, as your quarterback. 30 from 39. So he was he was on point. He hit his target. So, look, I hope they come back because... Any team going into Lambeau Field from now on, that's going to be hard for them. So, hopefully, they find some sort of run game. Though I think that's what they're missing. James Starks only forty yards, so they need. You know, you don't want Aaron Rodgers as your second highest rusher. You know what I mean? So, hopefully, they come good. Hopefully, they win the division. Um, you know, still have faith that uh, they'll be there at the end, but. Um, just can't see them doing damage late in the in the in the off season off season post season. My bad. Um, but the Eagles, like again, they're okay. They're five and six in a tough division, so they're again they're the same as the Packers. They're gonna they're not They've gonna win a, that division, but they're gonna struggle to get a wild card. Well, as yeah, long.
0: they're probably done, aren't they? I'm sure they're not. only one more team became mathematically done that was the 49ers on the weekend but I mean they've made it really (laughs) hard for themselves now
1: after the start yeah they they would have thought um, that they were a chance but um, yeah look the Packers just need to they need their run game back I don't know what they can do whether that guy they traded someone in didn't they
0: Oh uh, no they signed um Michael uh, what's his it? name Sh- um Shawn Michaels no he was a wrestler Chris, Christine, Christine Michael Christine Michael from uh, the Seahawks
1: so hopefully in you know, a couple of uh weeks in the in his head in the playbook he'll uh, he'll get some more game time some more carries and like they definitely need a run game ha- even half a run game in winter so uh yeah we'll see how we go moving forward Quickly looking forward
0: uh, to Thursday night, the Cowboys play the Vikings. The Cowboys can be the first team to clinch a playoff berth if they get the win on Thursday night. And for the first time all year, the Thursday night game is fair because both teams played on Thanksgiving last week. So
1: they've both had a full week's break going into this one. That's great. Yeah, I think it's this, this game's going to be hot because where everyone's expecting and waiting for the Cowboys just to have a little down and maybe lose one, you know. And the Vikings are obviously desperate to hold on to the lines for the for the North. So I think this is going to be a great game. You know, Dak Prescott is just doing everything you want from a quarterback, you know, whether he's a first year player or he's a ten year veteran, he's just doing everything that you want, controlling the game, controlling his teammates, sharing it around. And um I think it's at home for the Cowboys, which probably. No, it, it's in Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? So, He's in Minnesota. So look, maybe maybe this could be the one where they travel and drop one. And well, I can't. I can't we can see him bag him a little I, bit because James is in well, here. I can't
0: see him winning, finishing fifteen and one. They might have a dead rubber at the end that they just don't care about, and Romo probably would get to play in that oh, one. Romo. Um, but they're going to drop one somewhere. I, I can't see them going fifteen and one.
1: Well, James probably can, but no, James is—he'll. He'll, you know what he's James really doing here, though.
0: He He's pouring water on it. Now he's like, oh yeah, they're okay. Oh, he's but one ne- of them. Now he's is starting he? to turn it. Um, is he
1: going to be one of them? He's like, oh yeah, I think we'll be all right at the start of the year. Yeah, we might. Yeah, you know, we'll be okay. And Romo, if he stays healthy, we'll be good. Now we've got a rookie quarterback. Oh, look, we're just building for the future. And now he's pouring water on to keep because he's so hot.
0: <laughs> and the finals are coming in. Um Right-o, Just James. before we get out of here and we, we chat to Chappie, um, on the weekend, David, Yankee uh, was activated off the Carolina Panthers practice squad to become the 14th Australian to play in the NFL, joining your illustrious ranks, mate. Yes. Um, he's... He was born in Australia, spent the first thing eight, nine years of his life here before moving back to America with his American parents. Uh, So he grew up primarily in America, but he has been back down under a handful of times and certainly uh, talks about his Aussie roots. So um, being born here, he is now the 14th Australian to play in the NFL, and there are five Australians active in the NFL NFL right now. That's David Yankee, Adam Gottsis, Lockie Edwards... Brad Wing, and Jordan Berry. So it's good to see the numbers going up.
1: It is. It's actually really good, and it's good that it's not just a punter, which is what we're supposedly named and known for. So, you know, he's he's going to get a nice extra paycheck um, from the practice squad to the active roster. So I'm sure he'll be looking at a new car or an Escalade or something fancy he'll buy himself. He should treat himself, I reckon. If he's smart, he'll put it in the bank. But we'll see. Well, it depends how long he's been living in America because the first paycheck will probably go. <laughs> I know mine did. <laughs> Straight out. I was driving around in a Beamer real quick. Don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> I beleased it. Coming up next, we'll talk to Nathan Chapman of Pro Kick Australia. Joining us now from Pro Kick Australia is Nathan Chapman. Chappy, great to have you on again, mate. Thanks for your time.
2: Hey, Richie, Chriso.
1: G'day, mate. How are you? Good. It's like
0: a couple of old friends catching up again.
1: Yeah, it is. It's um, you know, I've got to uh, a lot to owe to this man. He uh, he taught me how to kick the American football um from our humble beginnings, and um, yeah, look, he's he's definitely gone a long way, and um, he's. He's teach, he's taught kids, and he's shown them the path. And um, his success, he- he's earned it, all of it. So, mate, good to be with you.
2: Always good to talk to the old timers, <laughs> uh, and you know, and it, it, it is because you appreciate that uh, it wasn't easy along the way. And there's a lot of choices and decisions and um, hard work that went into um, as we were starting out, especially for yourself, you know, going straight into the pros. So. You know, again you might thank me but I also thank the guys who you know put their trust in us to to sort of do that because um, you're walking into the unknown into this and you're just like well what do I base off any of my experiences you know from a if you're trying out it's like well you've got nothing to so you put all your trust in our in our judgment and our training and um, you know uh, pays off whether it's there for a long time you, you'll never know you know you never know what's around the corner
0: well, that's very true, and, and something that we sort of weren't expecting, for those who don't know, this time of year is award season in the college football, and a few weeks ago they put out 10 finalists uh, for the Ray Guy Award, which is an award you've pretty much owned in the last few years. For those who don't know, uh, Tom Hornsey, an Australian, uh, out of Memphis, won this award in 2013, Then Tom Hackett, uh, out of Utah, has gone back-to-back 2014 and 15. Now, Chappie, some amazing news during the week, actually, I'll let you tell everybody, They announced the three finalists, and all three of them are yours.
2: Yeah, it was it was it was a nice. uh, I got a I got a early morning phone call to say I think you're going to have a very good day. (laughs) And uh, anyway, I I knew it was the the day that they were going to announce it, so I I went through the Twitter and and had a look so to to find the three guys' names on there. I I thought we would have had two. Um, but to get the third, um, even though I thought, you know, again, they deserved it. I thought there was a real kid from, um, bowling green had had a really good season and, you know, it can go either way for judges. You know, they view it off about four or five different statistics and, you know, they're pretty close to go either way. So, uh, yeah, it certainly, it certainly left me feeling very chuffed about, about that. Um, uh, meaning that obviously one of the boys are going to, Walk away with, with the statue and if Utah and Mitch Wisnowski win it, well, you know, they're going to have to build a new, they're going to have to build a new uh, cabinet out at Utah because they'll, they'll have three of those statues of the, uh, the Ray Guy Award there. So, um, pretty pleased that they'll get to go to the awards night, um, hang out together, have a few shandies and, um, and probably enjoy the, the night a bit more because they're around friends.
0: Three Australians loose in New York. I'm sure nothing can go wrong there. Uh, The other two uh, are Michael Dixon, a sophomore out of University of Texas, and Cam Johnson, senior out of Ohio State University. Now, Cam's already um, won an award, as has Mitch. You mentioned earlier, they've both been named to their all-conference teams as well, um, which is obviously fantastic news. And I'm not sure if the Big Ten have announced theirs. um, Sorry, the Big 12 have announced theirs to see if uh, Michael Dixon can make it a triple.
2: Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the Big Twelve yet. Um, and Cam Johnson's been such a stalwart and an elite player for them uh, you know, in the Big Ten. The problem was, you know, if you're in a good team, you might not kick that much. Um, and he didn't get to kick a, a great deal in the first couple of years, and even last year. So probably didn't get the recognition from from winning any of those awards, even though his average was really good. He had no return yards. But if you don't kick enough you just can't you can't get into the you know, the final slots of it. So um, you know, if we if we read in the next day or two that Michael Dixon's won one, well, like normal, I'll someone will tweet me and then I'll retweet it and you know that's how I find out, which is uh which is a good way to be. Just and then we move on and we you know, we talk about how do we continue to raise our training levels so that the next group um you know, can keep up with that level because there's no doubt that the American kids are trying to keep up with what's going on and I love it. I love that it's raised the level of competition but also the level of punting and the awareness of what it's like to have a good punter Um, and if it makes the sport better and the position better, then I'm all for it, you know. We've been very fortunate that, that... We've won the award, or we've won the award. Our guys have won the award. You've won we the award. Get recogn- yeah, well, <laughs> if we, if we get some recognition for it. But again, I think that just makes makes us drive harder to um, yeah to, to stay at the top level um, and bring the, I guess, the position to a you know, new standing, so that more guys get that recognition and enjoy their careers more.
1: Chubby, do you think? Um you know, back when I went through the program with you, I mean, you told me earlier that you're doing a theory session tonight with the guys. Um, you know, back back in those humble days, we never did anything like that. We used to have to play the PlayStation or watch it on TV and try and understand. Do you think that part of your program has helped these guys step into these elite college programs and actually understand not only the game on the field but the game off the field and what they need to do um, to get themselves right?
2: We sort of hope so. Um, I mean, we'd like to think we're we're doing it for that reason. Young men these days pick up information differently. Some of them will take in certain parts of of what you tell them and others sort of don't quite hear it. If you think of any stories, imagine, imagine someone telling you that they've been and walked to the North Pole and touched the flag and tried to tell you how cold it was but it's just a story and you sort of go, "Wow, man, that sounds like it'd be so exciting and, yeah, it must be cold, but you've got absolutely no idea how hard, how painful and how cold it really is unless you're that person doing it. And that's probably what we face here is we're trying to bridge the gap between what's just a story and, and what could soon be your reality. Um, and so, you yeah, know, any, any amount of information that we can give them helpful and that's why we yeah, we give them all a big brother so any of our new guys can can contact someone who's currently playing at a, a division one level and um get the information so that it's firsthand as it's happening as opposed to an old story that i you know dragged out of back in my day um know, yeah, embellished it a little bit more and all that it's a little bit more they're watching these guys play currently on TV and then they can ask them questions about the game or why did you do that or what happened so we've given them a little bit more scope to be proactive in the way they learn Um, and then and then it's really about profiling and assessing to see which ones are taking on the information and we know we'll be able to handle that situation because again you know Cameron played in front of 112,000 people on the weekend well that's players in the AFL don't get to do that it's a it's it's professional sport, just play to college.
0: It's a really interesting point you make, Chappie. The success that you guys have had placing people and the success that those players have had um, in the US, does that sort of almost give a false sense of security to someone who says, oh, I could do that, I could give that a go, I've got a big kick, and they sort of come down not realising how much hard work it really is?
2: Yeah, and that's probably... Um, again, we're actually we're, Well, we're currently at a theory session now And I was absolutely mid-spray in giving these young blokes uh, an earful of where they think they're at versus where they're at in reality. And, And part of that message was they're in our program learning that they've got to make sure that they don't feel like they're the ones winning the award. They're a part of it. They're a part of a program that's developed guys to be in that situation to win an award. But that's not them yet. They've still got to make their own journey. And unless they take the steps prior, they won't get the opportunity to. So they're riding the wave as such, and they know things have been good and our program's great, but they're still so far off themselves. And it's it's unfortunately, as Johnny Smith and my job to, to remind them, and sometimes that comes in you know, quite a forceful tone <laughs> to tell them that you know, we did some testing tonight. And it's what you see on TV is under all of the pressure under under the enormous pressure that is punting a football in a game and if you can't deliver it here how are you going to do it over there so we we work really hard on expectation to say you need to have an x factor and be consistently at the top of your game so that when you get into a real game you can do a good job you don't have to be great you just have to do a good job and if you do that well then you'll enjoy your career
0: some pretty wise words. Now mate, we won't hold you up for too much longer cuz the unfortunately the studio is a little time precious in here in in here this evening. Um last year I asked you to predict a winner and you correctly uh predicted that uh Tommy Hager would go back to back. Are you prepared to pick a winner out of three of you guys? Are you going to make a call? Will it be be Michael, Cameron, or Mitch? And just quietly before you answer that, you should set Mitch over there as a tight end or something. He's one of the biggest people I've ever seen as a punter. Um, But uh, do you think you can pick who the winner will
2: be? Um, That would be like trying to pick between your children, who's your favourite.
0: Well, that's pretty Um, easy in my household. My parents know which which, which the favourite
2: is. um, I think if you go off statistics, then uh, Mitchell wins it. And I think if you um, if you look at what might be, remember there's a if you look at the um, there's a a fan vote as well as a judges vote. And does Mitchell not win it because Texas has 120,000 fans who will vote? There's a little bit there's a little bit more that goes into it than the judges vote. So. Um statistically I think Mitchell wins it. Um but who's been who's been very solid and had thirty return yards out of a whole season? Cam Johnson. So um
1: get off the fence, Chappie. Who's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you've got to paint
2: paint both sides of the fence.
0: <laughs> I think uh if Cam could win it as a senior, I mean both these other guys are sophomores, they've got plenty of their careers ahead of them. Uh, I think Cam I think it look good alongside his uh national title ring and got potentially the way they're going this year he could have another one.
2: Well, he's been that consistent over four years. I'd love Cameron to win it. Um Did so, you know, Did you hear yeah. from
1: him about didn't they have a an incident at Ohio State Uni the other day with a gunman or something? Did you was was that Yeah, it? he was
2: yeah, he was um he was one block away um, they get they get text messages if there's something wrong and it basically says run <laughs> hide or fight. Yeah, right. And he said he didn't know whether to take it seriously or not until people were running everywhere. So uh he said it was a little bit little bit crazy and um you yeah, uh, know, with the place in in lockdown and yeah. people running everywhere. So it look, it's a really unfortunate part of um it's I Ma- guess the US. Yeah, yeah and um, and but we can't we can't hide from it and we've got to talk about it and we've got to talk about, you know, again it's we We've got to make sure people feel comfortable about their decisions to want to do this. Um, crazy stuff ha- ha- stuff happens across the world. Um, you know, there's a, a real sad part to it. Um, very fortunate none of our guys have sort of been involved in it.
0: Chabby, so much for you, thank you so much for your time, as always. Uh, for those who are looking to keep in touch with you on Twitter, at ProKick. Oz, that's A-U-S. Uh, keep up to date with all the happenings. And if you are out there and you do think you've got a massive boot, um, be sure to get in touch with Chappie, but go down there humble, listen and learn, and you might just end up with one of these three guys are finished up.
2: Hey, Ricky, I'll just let me show you. you. don't... I'll tell you one thing about college football now. You do not need to have the biggest boot. We've we placed three guys this year to do drop-punt only who were skillful on both sides of their body. So... You need, to, you need to come and have a kick no matter what you think your perception of how you go. College football has changed. This is going to be learn to kick a spiral and be able to do drop punt Aussie style. Uh, and it's going to go crazy. So th- this has opened up to so many more guys than the standard, hey, he's got the biggest kick in the team. Um, you need to go and check it out. So people need to be well aware of that.
0: I like the sound of that because i got my four years of eligibility left. So, uh, Chappie, thanks as always for your time, mate. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys. Good on you, Chappie. See you, mate.
2: See you, mate.
0: That brings us to the end of today's show. Big thanks to Nathan Chapman there from Pro Kick Australia coming online. So, thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James, even though he wasn't here, on Twitter at jartha 6594 You can follow Chris at Bryant 82 And you can follow me at richard03. Until next week. For Chris, the leg, Brian, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL Podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on
2: Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.